Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now edit, also known as the Nine edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Well, I had uh, Winston, and then, no, yeah, Winston in 84. And then after he passed, I had a, another one. His name was Wilson. <laughs> I was going with the president theme there. You know, Winston Churchill, Woodrow Wilson, that sort of thing. Uh, and then after Wilson, we got Carl. Yeah. When we were married. And Carl was a character. He was... Uh, <laughs> he was great. He was unbelievable. Carl, the golden retriever, who had more character than Jimmy Durante. What is that? What is what is a golden retriever with a lot of kind of Jimmy Durante character look like? <laughs> well, he um, would help himself to prancing around the neighborhood. He would um, go to our friends' houses. When we weren't there. <laughs> he could uh, get out on a swimming pool floaty and hang out on the pool when you were, mm-hmm. you know, in the summertime. He knew how to do that. He was pretty remarkable. We're hearing from John and Perry Schaefer. They've always had golden retrievers. And in 2008, they decided to get another one. They wanted to surprise their three daughters, who were eight, six, and four, with a puppy for Christmas. John and Perry live in Stowe, Vermont. A week before Christmas, John headed to Lindenville, Vermont, where he picked up their new dog. And it was really snowing hard that night. It was a really big winter storm, and it took me a lot longer to get back from Lindenville to Stowe than it should have. I was drinking a lot of coffee, so I pulled up to the house, and they were waiting on the steps, and I kind of let the puppy out and let him run over to the girls, and I ran inside, and... um, Went to the bathroom, and I came back out, and I said, where's the puppy? And the girl said, oh, he ran off into the woods. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went, what do you mean he ran off into the woods? And they said, Daddy went over there. And and, Anyways, the puppy, who we had named Baylor, um, he took off into the woods the very first 10 minutes that we had him home. The Schaefers live on 50 acres, and their property backs up to a state forest. 
So we all started looking for him, and we couldn't find him. So we were getting pretty concerned, and uh, we, it was snowing harder and harder and harder, and, you know, you couldn't even see his tracks. I mean, even if you were walking for a few minutes, the snow would cover up the tracks. So it was getting pretty concerning. He was only three months old and figuring he's not going to survive out in the evening. So I had a friend that was on Stowe Rescue, and I called him up and said, hey, do you think you guys could come help us look for a dog we just lost? And he, he graciously said, yeah, we're doing some training. We'll bring the guys up. John and Perry told us that 30 firefighters showed up and started searching the woods with flashlights. And I was out searching, and the girls were out searching in the woods, and everybody was out looking for the dog, the puppy, and we couldn't find him. So this is, you know, maybe it's now 10 or 11 o'clock at night, and they went back to wherever they went. And I drove around for a couple more hours and still couldn't find him, and... Came home, and my wife and I were just like, oh, my gosh, we've, we've lost the dog. We've ruined Christmas. What are we going to do? I was, you know, just feeling so nauseous. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're like the worst of the worst human beings. Hey, here's your puppy. Oh, it ran off and probably not going to make it through the first nor'easter. But, you know, Merry Christmas. Here's, you know, some socks. So... We kind of slept on it, and I woke up early in the morning, and I thought, well, you know, I talked to some other breeders. Maybe I should just go get another dog. But the only breeder left that I had talked to was all the way on the border of Canada and in, in, in Vermont. Holland, way, Vermont. Way up there, and it was still snowing, you know, terribly. So I got in my four-wheel drive truck, and I took off to go get another dog. And I drove all the way up there a couple hours and could barely find this place. And I get to this big barn, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I, I don't even know how to choose one. I'm still worried about the one we lost, you know. And I just pointed to one dog. I grabbed him. Was there anything special about the dog you pointed to, or you just thinking, I got to get out of here? No, he came up to me out of, uh, you know, 20 that were in this little thing. He came right up to me. So I said, all right, that, that, that guy likes me. Let's take him. And it wasn't, I'll bet, five minutes. I wasn't even out of the guy's driveway. And I get a phone call from my wife. She says, you're not going to believe this, but we found Baylor. And I said, what do you mean you found Baylor? And he said, well, he was at the neighbor's house hiding under a rock. And they put out some food this morning because they had dogs too. And they were looking for him as well. And he came to get the food. And so they've got him. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? So... I thought, well, I can't go back in there and give the dog back that I just bought from this guy, although he probably would have taken him back. You already liked the dog anyway and by I, that I time. Did, I did kind of like him. So I said, you know what? We're just going to we're gonna go with two. <laughs> that's, that's how we got the two dogs. And on the way home, I decided to name him Samson. I don't know where that came from, but uh, that was it. And so we kind of talked on the way back, my wife and I, we kind of came up with a story that there was always two, you know, all along, we kind of tried to downplay the losing one, and <laughs> so we had two dogs, uh, and that's how it started, Samson and Baylor. Once you got the two puppies there, tell me a little bit about the two of them, and, and I mean, these weren't brothers i mean they hadn't come from the same litter these were these were guys from different parts of the state you know how did they first get along and what were they like 
you know, instantly like, hey, man, you look like me and you look like me too. So they just started naturally hanging um, out with each other, you know, good companionship. And um, I had never seen two dogs forge a deeper relationship with with each other. It was incredible. You'd never see one without the other. I think we probably could have ended up calling them Pete and Repeat because they were just inseparable um, after that from a very early age. Mm -hmm. The Schaefers had so much land that they just opened the door and let the puppies run. And as they got bigger, the dogs learned to open the door and let themselves out to run. I'd catch Sam opening the door. Literally, he learned how to get his paws and hand around, or paw around the knob. You know, we locked the doors. We got different doorknobs. We did. I built a uh, fence, you know, a fenced-in yard for him in the doghouse to keep him in there, and they, they just kept dug getting, out. Yeah, <laughs> dug their way out yeah. of that. Kept, kept getting out. So, and you couldn't really ever tell who, or maybe you could, who was leading the other one. On because you could tell when the dogs were looking at each other like, okay, bad, it's about time for us to go out of here. And they would each give each other this look, and, you know, five seconds later they'd be taking off. One day the police called. The dogs had made their way into town. Sometimes the family would take the dogs to hike in Putnam State Forest near their house. There's a very popular hike there called the Pinnacle Trail, which is slightly less than two miles each way. You know, it's not a super steep climb, but there's a a series of of steps, and it it kind of switches back in a couple places. And so if you're, you know, out of shape or or a little bit older, it could be a challenging climb. But for for a dog, it's it's pretty simple. Um, I'd say it's probably intermediate. In terms of a, a rated climb, and you definitely yeah. are like scaling some rock in certain portions. No, there's there's steps that are, that's man made, and it's easily accessible. Um, but it's it's a decent workout. And once we um, took them up the trail, I think that first couple times when we took them up to the top, that kind of was ingrained in their DNA. And after that, they would go to the trail every day. Just the two of them. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. We'll be right back. Support for This Is Love comes from Indeed. Hiring someone new can sometimes feel like finding a missing puzzle piece. The right person can complete a team, but the search can take a long time. And sometimes it feels entirely up to chance. Indeed is designed to help you find that perfect match much easier and much faster. Indeed's matching engine learns from your preferences for job candidates and becomes more accurate over time. That means the more you use it, the better it gets. You also don't need to worry about the busy work of hiring. Indeed will help you with scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners to this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash thisislove. Just go to Indeed.com slash thisislove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
Indeed.com slash this is love. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. People hiking on the Pinnacle Trail would often be surprised to find two golden retrievers waiting for them at the top. Perry says that it became their routine. So they get up in the morning and we let them out. And usually that first um, out, they go out and, you know, do their business, do a little sniffing, come back in, eat. Then Perry says... The dogs would let everyone know that they were ready to leave for the trail. And then they would go, and they would be there all day, and they would come home at dusk. It reminded me of growing up uh, in the summers. We'd take off on our bikes in the morning, and we'd stay out all day at the playground and come home when the streetlights came on for dinner, and that's kind of what they did all the time. So would they have a little breakfast in the morning and then off to work? Yeah. Off to That's the top? kind of it, yeah. Yes, exactly. It was never the first time you let them out during the day. They'd always mm-hmm. come back for a little food and then kind of say, goodbye, have a nice day, and then the next time you let them out, <laughs> phew, gone. They put bells on the dog's collars so people could hear them coming. Perry says they would always come home muddy, and she'd have to give them a bath. Would they go out in all weather? Yep. Pretty much. They were Rain, snow, sleet, or shine. Did they seem happy when they would come home at night? Oh, yes. They did. And for me, it was, um, you know, I definitely would have loved to (laughs) been able to have them tell me what what went on during their trip. (laughs) (laughs) When did you first meet Samson and Baylor? I first met Samson and Baylor in the summer of 2019. Um, we, my family and I um, love to visit Stowe, Vermont, which is this beautiful sort of quintessential New England town in the Green Mountains of Vermont. Filmmaker Ansley Floyd. And it's a popular vacation destination. It's great for skiing, for hiking. And um, we were visiting some friends of ours who own a home there. And they took us on the most popular hiking trail in the town of Stowe, which is the Pinnacle Trail. And we're walking along the trail, my family and friends and I, and we were approached by these two huge golden retrievers. And they stopped to say hello and then just went barreling on the trail ahead of us. When you say approached by these dogs, I mean, like they ran at you or what were they doing when... The dogs were on their way to the summit, and they um, they passed us on the trail as they pass all the hikers on their way to the top. They're anxious to get there. So they seemed as though they were on a mission. 
Exactly. They, they were very much on a mission, which is their daily mission, which is to, um, to greet and be loved by all the hikers on the trail, which they very much were, and to reach the top where they would kind of lounge around in the sunshine um, all day long. And um, at dusk, they would head back home. If you tried to pet the dogs or talk to them, how would they respond to you? Oh, with nothing but affection. Um, they, they loved the attention. Ansley Floyd decided to start filming them. I was told by a local person that the dogs would sort of linger at the top all day and wait for the last hiker to descend before they would themselves descend. And I, I found that hard to believe. But um, lo and behold, um, one, of the, one of the days that I was filming, I went up at dusk and uh, because I wanted to photograph the sunset and the dogs up at, uh, um, at the top of the trail in the sunset. And um, I did that and the uh, sun went down and the dogs were still there. And I kind of waited around until it got very dark, thinking that perhaps they would leave, and they didn't. So uh, it wasn't until I started to descend that I noticed they were coming down behind me. So it, it was in fact true that they would hang out all day until the last hiker went down. And then they knew it was time to go home. They had to kind of make sure that, that the whole pack was safe before they went down. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Here's audio from her footage of the dogs. You can hear their bells. They became self-appointed ambassadors of the Pinnacle Hiking Trail. Like, people would say these dogs would show up and they'd be, have the expression of, hey, how you doing? Welcome to Vermont. Welcome to the Pinnacle Hiking Trail. You're never going to see so much beauty in your whole life. And they would walk these people up and walk them down, and they'd stay up there. You know, one time I remember they... Um called me up and said, you know, your dogs are up here and we're going to camp out. And I said, oh, they'll probably stay with you then. <laughs> and they did. They spent the night with those folks. Hope you got an extra burger. <laughs> and, and they came back the next day. Not everyone likes encountering loose dogs in the woods. I think I'm one of them. In 2016, a hiker told a local paper, it's not fair to other people. Not everyone is a dog person and dogs don't always get along with other dogs. The Stowe police chief said that they received a handful of complaints about the dogs. Samson and Baylor were taken to the pound more than once. According to the Burlington Free Press, citing local ordinances, leashes are not required, but the expectation is that unleashed dogs will be supervised and controlled by owners nearby. Initially, um, my idea for the film would, uh, you know, every every good documentary film um, has some sort of conflict involved in the story. And I assumed the conflict in this story would be between people who uh, enjoyed seeing the dogs and uh, approved of their being unaccompanied, uh, pitted against people who 
who disapproved, who maybe weren't comfortable with the idea of two dogs um, unaccompanied, you know, off leash on a trail, um, unmonitored. Um, but when I actually began filming and interviewing hikers, almost unanimously, um, people approved of their being on the trail unaccompanied. Over the years, people would often call John and Perry to let them know that their dogs were up on top of the Pinnacle Trail by themselves. They would think they were lost, and they'd say, oh, there's these two beautiful dogs up here. You know, should we bring them home to you, or, you know, what should we do? Should we call somebody? And they would call me, and I'd say, no, no, they're, they're fine, unless they're bothering you. And um, <clears throat> just let them go, and they'll, they'll find their way home. They'll just hang out with you and that sort of thing. And One lady called one time, though, and there were some folks that were up there in the winter when they shouldn't have been, when the trail was closed, and she got separated from her group and was pretty much lost and in trouble. And the boys were up there, and somehow they ran into her, and they led her back to her group that was at the top of the pinnacle. She couldn't find her way, and they, they brought her back to her folks. Another woman wrote to Perry, saying that when her and her three-month-old puppy were hiking the trail, Samson and Baylor walked behind them until they reached the top, almost like they were looking out for the puppy. Someone else wrote that they felt that Samson, in particular, quote, likes company, feels responsible for the people hiking, and he knows his way around. All fine qualities in a fellow hiker, if you ask me. You know, you two might be a little more laid back than some dog owners. Mm-hmm. Well, I think so. And, and like my philosophy is that if I was a dog, I would rather be on my own. And most people are okay with that, not everybody, you know. And so I understand that, that some people thought it wasn't okay for them to be out on their own. But we just kind of felt like... It's just what you do in Vermont and where we lived and, and how they conducted themselves. They were so gentle, both those dogs. who wouldn't hurt Oh, a, yeah. Would never hurt a flea. John and Perry's youngest daughter, Maria, told us that when you were petting the dogs, it was almost like you were having a conversation. She remembers how they'd squeeze themselves underneath the kitchen table to be with everyone at the end of the day. Did you find yourself... At night, when they would come home, looking at them and thinking, I wonder what you saw today. Where, what have you been up to today? Yes. We would look at them and be like, what did you do? And you can only watch them as they're sleeping and dreaming about it. We'll be right back. Fox Creative. This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docu-series, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate it so freaking much. That you're a real runner now! I hate it. <laughs> I'm Abby Ayers, a 37-year-old mom from Utah who found herself running across the Manhattan Bridge in my first race ever. Running Sucks celebrates women who run. 
and the running communities that carry them across the finish line. Running helped me in so many ways postpartum. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. For every person like you, I'm telling you you belong, and I'm telling you you can do it. I never thought the words would leave my mouth, but yes, I'm planning on running a marathon. (laughs) I can't even say it without laughing, because, like, who would have thought? Watch Running Sucks at runningsuckstheseries.com and learn more about how Team Milk is helping women runners across the country conquer their next course. In 2021, a hiking blogger wrote, It became impossible to think of the mountain and not also think of the dogs. The rest of us, just tourists. Samson and Baylor went up and down the mountain together every day for a decade. Sam and Baylor, man, they had each other. One could, you know, elbow the other one, and that was all it took. And and in that regard, I don't think I can remember a single time when one... Either Sam or Baylor went without the other one. Mm-mm. I don't think there was ever a time they didn't both go. I mean, it, it, it must be funny to tell a dog to sit when you realize that they've spent the last eight hours on a journey to the top of a mountain and back home. <laughs> yeah, it's like, who? Yeah, why is this dog in my life and what am I supposed to learn from this dog is really how that shifted. And I don't think it just happened with us. I think they had enough strength and power dynamic to help people really slow down. I always thought they have such a compulsion or such a calling to um, be up there with, uh, it must have been for them like dog nirvana, or at least golden retriever nirvana, But I really felt a strong pull from them energetically that this this is what they're here to do, period. Was there ever a time that you worried? As they got older, I started to get a little bit more worried about their physical capabilities Mm -hmm. because they would stay out for long periods of time. And it got to the point where I would be looking at my watch going, oh, boy, you know, are they going to make it home tonight or not? And sometimes it would be late by the time they did. So uh, we did start to worry about that towards the end. Mm-hmm. Your worrying grows as the dogs age. You know, earlier, you know, you're thinking they're puppy. They're going to do something dumb, and they're going to snag something out of somebody's backpack. And so you kind of, you know, as the dog grows older, you worry a lot. But for these guys, it was mobility. That's really the last few years we started getting worried about uh, whether somebody was going to call this time and say, you know, you're going to have to come up here and get the dog instead of they're going to come down. Baylor slowed down first. He died at 12. The Burlington Free Press wrote about Baylor's life, referring to him as one of Stowe's famous hiking pinnacle dogs. One hiker told a reporter, quote, They say all dogs go to heaven. However, I'm not sure heaven can offer anything more to Baylor than he already had in Stowe. After Baylor died, Samson wouldn't go on the trail. 
What I always admired about him and the process that he went through when Baylor died was I felt like he was true to himself. Like, I felt like he, as much as he loved going up there, he was respectful of his mate who was was gone. Of course, this is my human brain trying to figure that. It just didn't make sense to him. And he waited to go back up there at the point that it made sense to him again. And then he started going back up again when he was ready. How long did he take off? Probably, like... A couple, couple months? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was... Yeah, he was... We were sure he was grieving. Were you glad to see him try to open that door again? <laughs> in yeah. tears, lad, <laughs> in tears. At first, hikers were surprised to see just one dog. On Instagram, people posted photos of Samson, alone at the top of the trail. One comment says, Keep moving. That's all we can do. Someone else wrote, Samson, holding down the fort. Samson died in September of 2021, about a year after Baylor. What did people say? What did you hear from people when people heard that that they had died? Oh God. It was it was unbelievable. Just the outpouring, people coming over and the gifts and the stories and the just the love that so many people shared with us about those dogs. And to me, it was how the dogs taught them something really profound. I got a lot of texts that I didn't recognize the numbers from, and they were photos that these folks had taken with the, the dogs at the top of the pinnacle or wherever on the trail. And so quite a good collection of pictures I'd never seen before, you know, that they'd heard that the pups were gone, and so they thought they'd reach out. And so that was kind of nice. I thought it was so interesting to see what would an animal, and, and a domesticated animal like a dog, um, do if given the opportunity to do whatever it wanted to do. Um, and, and this is what they chose. Um, and I, I found that um, to be adorable and also fascinating. Um, you don't see many pet dogs having the opportunity to, um, to, to live their own life in the way they choose to. So to me, it was about agency of animals. And, uh, you know, we don't give our pets an opportunity, really. But these dogs were given that opportunity, and they were living their best doggy life. It seems like a real treat for those people who are able to run across these dogs, slowly making their way up the trail. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, Kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It, it seems yes. like that's the story that we heard more often than not, that uh, people would come and kind of have that expectation. Boy, I hope they're out today. Yeah. You know, I hope I'm, we get to, to hike with the Pinnacle Pups. Ansley Floyd's short film about Samson and Baylor is called The Mountain Dogs. Elizabeth Marshall Thomas, the author of The Hidden Life of Dogs, was interviewed in the film. 
She says, Dogs can be very interesting if you watch them carefully. This is Love is created by Lauren Spohr and me. Nidhi Wilson is our senior producer. Katie Bishop is our supervising producer. Our producers are Susanna Robertson, Jackie Sajiko, Libby Foster, Lily Clark, Lena Sillison, and Megan Kinane. Our technical director is Rob Byers. Engineering by Russ Henry. Learn more about the show on our website, thisislovepodcast.com. And if you like the show, tell a friend or leave us a review. It means a lot. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is Love Show. This Is Love is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Discover more great shows at podcast.voxmedia.com. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running, and that's not the case. Most runners hate running, (laughs) but they choose to do it. In the new docu-series, Running Socks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon, taking place in Savannah, Georgia, on November 16, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.